Hello, Thomas. Hey, Brendan. Is everything working now with the audio? Yeah, so far. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into our last episode today on this episode of the Wacky Cast, episode two. We have a very special guest. He is my little cousin. He is the Fortnite king. He also does do streams on Mixer on TazeWiz911. So definitely go check that out. He does Fortnite streams and other things. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my little cousin, Thomas. Thomas, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, did you hear anything sports news-wise or no? Um, not really. The only thing that I know is of it that some sports are starting to come back. I believe Say like, that again? the NBA is starting to come back, and I think um, other sports coming back. Oh yes, I did hear that as well. Also, the NFL um, might be coming back. We don't entirely know yet. The last article I had read on it was that um, Dr. Fauci, who was the doctor in charge of uh, the coronavirus updates, news and vaccine and stuff. He was all in charge of that. And he said that the NFL might not come back for right now because it's a contact sport. Uh, but meanwhile, I don't understand that because pro wrestling, uh, if you guys, if any of you guys watch uh, AEW, WWE, any of that, yeah. you guys will know that they kind of, WWE kind of found a way around the COVID-19 pandemic and kind of started creating uh, episodes and stuff. So I don't really get that. Also, what I wanted to go into is this is a juicy topic, obviously, for all the, uh, a lot of my friends that I know are classic wrestling fans, not this new era of wrestling, obviously the old era of wrestling, uh, 2010, 2011, uh, and the Ruthless Aggression era in WWE, which for all those fans out there was one of the best eras probably a classic era for you um it came out a few days ago an article that the undertaker is retiring oh yeah i heard about that now i don't know if this is true or not undertaker kind of has put out that uh like little signs that he is stepping away from the ring that he is retiring um and unfortunately a lot of fans Hate to see that, um, obviously, with pro wrestlers. I mean, it happens all the time where it just gets too much or injuries or whatever just get in the way and you kind of have to step away from the ring and kind of think about your health first uh, before everybody else's. Um, But The Undertaker, uh, for those of you who don't know, or Mark Calloway, um, for those of you who don't watch WWE or never watched pro wrestling in general, uh, he was a classic in-ring uh, character. Um, was absolutely phenomenal. He came in, I think, about the 1990s. He came in. Yeah, I believe uh, that's. Yeah, I believe it was the 1990s. It might have been like night. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure it was around that time. Yeah, he, he had was really he, good back then. Yeah, he had left the WCW, uh, which was uh, a rival promotion to the WWE at the time. 
um, and kind of running up against it. Um, and The Undertaker was brought into WWE because apparently down in WCW, it was an article posted by Wrestle Talk, is he wanted to escape facing this one wrestler who goes by the name of Giant Gonzalez, who, if you guys, again, are 90s wrestling fans or any of you have watched WWE in the 90s, um, Bless you. Thank you. Uh, you would know that um, who Giant Gonzalez is, and you know, obviously, who The Undertaker we're talking about, which a lot of my friends know who he is because they used to watch wrestling in the past when Undertaker was a thing. Anyway, um, so he was apparently trying to escape Giant Gonzalez and apparently wasn't having much success in WCW. Um, so he went down to WWF at the time, which is now called WWE because... They had to change the name, and it's a whole big thing. Um, and he had some success and had some of the best matches in his career down in WWE and accomplished quite a lot. Um, obviously had a, a lot of memorable moments, and I think... I don't know if it, he's definitely retiring. I don't know if I believe it or not, because Tom is correct if I'm wrong. When he... Uh, fought Roman Reigns at actually at WrestleMania 33 in the main event, and it was Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker, who Roman Reigns is the second man in WWE history to ever beat The Undertaker in a pro wrestling ring. Um, and very few men obviously have been able to do that, only being Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30 when they had the whole conquer the streak storyline, and then yeah. at WrestleMania 33. I think it was that they had uh, Roman versus Take uh, Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker, kind of branching Roman as a big single star. Anyway, um, we all thought when Taker lost to Reigns uh, at the end of the match, that when Taker left his hat and the gloves and the jacket in the ring, um, that he was done. He was at retirement. He was finished. Yeah. But then WWE decided to bring him back and stuff because let's be honest. Legends bring ratings when it comes to WWE. Yeah, definitely. Like their their ratings and stuff. WWE. I was watching some like ratings and stuff. I was reading about some ratings and SmackDown's doing much better, but Raw really like needs the big pull up because their ratings haven't been the best. Um, yeah. So obviously. They have to bring in like guys like Ric Flair, guys like The Undertaker, guys like Christian Edge to bring up ratings because people, it all depends on us. That's the ratings. People only will watch for who they want to see. And with Legends, obviously, nostalgia. And I think the reason people, the ratings go up when uh, guys like Ric Flair, Taker, Hogan come back is yeah. those were the biggest draws of the company. Uh, obviously, that brings older wrestling fans um, back to a time in the 90s when they were kids sitting in front of their parents' television screens watching pro wrestling. Um, yeah. And a lot of them lasted really long. Um, guys like uh, Ric Flair, he lasted very long in the business. Yeah. Uh, until he was retired by Shawn Michaels in uh, WrestleMania 18, I believe it was. Uh, oh, um... I just remembered something. Um, yeah. Another person came back in the WWE and that got the ratings up. Who was it? Rey Mysterio. He came back like a year ago, I think. Oh, yeah. So, I forgot about that. Thank you. So, Rey yeah. Mysterio 
for all the classic wrestling fans, I'm sure you know who they are, but for all the newer fans that kind of don't know who Rey Mysterio is, um, I'm going to briefly just explain who he is. Uh, Rey Mysterio is one of the best luchadors to ever step in a ring. Obviously, you've had a lot of great Mexican wrestlers, luchadors as they call them, um, a lot of great matches, but Rey has had a great match with just about everybody in pro wrestling. Uh, Ray, in my opinion, is like Taker. He's very good at putting people over in matches. He's very good at selling. And that, in my opinion, with pro wrestling is the key. Is if you sell, you have to not only sell the moves, but you have to um, kind of just let your opponent, make your opponent look good, but also make sure they're safe in the ring, obviously. My cousin and I, we wrestle for fun, but we're not, like, trained pro wrestlers like we don't train um we just wrestle in our backyards for fun so we're not like trained we don't know how to take bumps we don't know really how to execute moves to the point where we keep each other safe like obviously you'd have to go to uh pro wrestling school for that and if you want to become a pro wrestler definitely go to wrestling school obviously you can't go into like a place like WWE and just step in a ring and fight the biggest guy there, say Undertaker, and then you're going to kill him. You, you could really damage your opponent in the ring. So training, training is very important. Make sure you're licensed too, because a lot of these guys are licensed pro wrestlers. And I think these guys have to have a license in order to wrestle. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, anyways, on to a different topic of discussion. Brady and Gronk. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, um, Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, who are a team based in... That's enough of wrestling, but... They're, Tampa Bay is a team based down in Florida. Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, the Buccaneers, if any of you guys are football fans, um, I'm just going to briefly explain what had happened. If you guys might know, or... Yeah. So anyway, Brady and Gronk are the dynamic duo. They've proven to be able to be a combination of sorts when it comes to the football scene. Yeah, definitely. Proving with the Patriots, obviously, getting Bill Belichick. Tom Brady got Bill Belichick five Super Bowl titles. Um, and Brady has taken the Patriots to... Uh, the playoffs almost I think every year if I'm not mistaken I think they missed one year no yeah they missed this year but yeah but no but that was because of the um I think that all was like the changing in of receivers oh uh because I had read an article that uh yeah I'm pretty sure he did yeah Uh. from the NFL I had read an article that Brady um only lost because of the change of the receivers this year. Like, they had so many receivers come and go. It was just too much, and obviously the offense was a mess. I mean, they did well, but, like, in the playoffs they were just a mess. Yeah, definitely. And that's a very, uh, that's actually a key point to put in, is obviously with being uh, a great QB, obviously, it's a team effort. So, in order to be a good QB, you have to have good receivers. Because yeah. otherwise, you're not a team. Yeah. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. made the Giants what they were. 
obviously we missed the playoffs by a hair uh, back in 2000 and I believe it was 2018 they brought him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also another person that's not, that I think would start carrying the team is a rookie, Saquon Barkley. If the more the more years he plays, I think he's going to become like the next icon for that team. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, it was great actually him getting to learn from under the learning tree of him getting to work, uh, being able to share the opportunity to work uh, with Eli Manning and being able yeah. to kind of Eli is a respected veteran in football, so it's kind of like he got to kind of show Barkley Saquon the ropes and stuff and kind of show what it takes. And the same thing with Daniel Jones, who is the backup quarterback, um, who was the backup quarterback this season, because obviously this was Eli's last season. Um, tragic, as I know. A lot of you guys uh, that are football fans out there hated that Eli left, but I mean, Eli had a few terrible seasons, uh, and in our, my personal opinion, it was time for him to go. Uh, I think he, I, I, a lot of people said to me uh, that Eli should have gone out like his brother did, Peyton, on top of the world, you know, Peyton, obviously when Peyton Manning retired, who's Eli's brother, older brother, um, he got himself a Super Bowl and he got into the Super Bowl and he, he won. And after that, he retired. He announced his retirement from the Denver Broncos. Um, and I think that's kind of... Eli kind of wrote out on top, but I think Eli possibly could have wrote, wanted his story written differently. Um, and as, as far as uh, kind of winning a championship title, I think that he probably that's what he would have wanted. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, I don't know if NFL again is going to come back this year. Um, with obviously all the restrictions, yeah, getting lifted because of COVID and the pandemic we had for the March, half of March and most of, and all of April and May and a little bit of June. Um, obviously the pandemic, uh, everybody's trying to figure out how to bring sports back. Um, a lot of, a uh, lot, a lot of, a lot of sports are coming back. Uh, okay. I know people were complaining. A lot of the sports goers were complaining that, uh, oh, we have nothing to watch on TV. Which, yeah, I was kind of saying that too. Again, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Um, I'm more, I don't, I don't know about Thomas, my little cousin, but I'm more of a gamer. Um, <laughs> There's nothing good on TV anymore, to be honest. I mean, in my mm-hmm. personal opinion. I mean, all I really watch on TV is sports. That's really it. Yeah. Um, Most think- of the time, the only thing I watch is either, like, sports clips or, like, video game clips. Because yeah. on YouTube, because I just get bored of just watching the same thing over and over again on the regular TV. Yeah. But people, a lot of people were left with sports like, okay, sports are gone, like what do we do now? Like, what do we do? Yeah, there's still plenty of other things to do do besides just watching sports TV. Like, I play video games a lot, but I still go outside a lot, and I do other things. There's not, like, only sports TV. Yeah. 
I've tried going outside, and I have been, obviously. I have a pool in my backyard, so I've been trying to use that as much as possible. Um, spending time with family is a big thing for me, and I think, um, obviously, people are saying, oh, I've wanted to tear my siblings to pieces, and there have been times where I have wanted to do that. Um, but, I mean, I love my family, but sometimes, I think with everybody, all families, they just get yeah. on each other's nerves. Definitely in mine. <laughs> and mine, too. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love my little sisters to death. I mean, I'm I'm the oldest in the family, so it's like I kind of have to be the leader. Yeah. In some cases, and with my two younger sisters, again, I love them to death. They annoy me though. I still love them, even though they annoy me. Um, yeah, we get mad. Yeah, we fight. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's just siblings. Yeah. And for any siblings that says uh, you haven't fought or done anything, like, you're kidding yourself. Like, you obviously have to have had a fight here and there. So. Yeah. If you, if you had never had fought with your siblings, you must have not either spent a single second with them at all in the day. Because I... Because if you would have... I guarantee you would have at least 10 fights in the next 50 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the world of sports, I'm, again, happy it's coming back. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's going to be uh, also the MLBs coming back. I heard that. Yeah. That, I, mean, I don't know why that closed. There's, like, nothing, like, like they have to touch people with. The only problem is, is that is with the pitchers, if the... When they're holding the ball. Yeah, but the whole point was, like, everybody went on lockdown. Yeah. So, I mean, wrestling, I I do kind of get why some sports, like football, obviously, sweat on sweat, germs, touching each other, that's a whole contact thing. And pro wrestling, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's somewhat of contact, I mean, but, like, the wrestlers do not really touch each other, like... Do not really hit each other with moves. It's all like again, pro wrestling. For those of you who don't know, is uh, it took me a while to figure this out too. Uh, obviously, when I was younger, when I was like seven or six or seven, and I used to watch pro wrestling, uh, which I started on the DVD player, actually watching old uh, tapes, old matches. Um, yeah, that's what I would do sometimes with my dad. Because he would, he because obviously he's he's watched it almost his whole life, probably since he was like somewhere ten through fifteen years old. So he knows he's watched a lot of matches, and he wanted to share some with me. So I probably did the same thing when I first started watching it as well. Yeah, that was for me too. Is my father and my uncles. Who the, all three of them are brothers, um, really got me into pro wrestling. Uh, so I gotta actually give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Um, mostly my dad because obviously, like my cousin Thomas uh, and my uncles, um, they wanted to share the great matches that they've enjoyed as children, uh, sitting in front of the television, obviously with some classic WWE characters that WWE fans of nostalgia era 
obviously, of this era we'll never forget. And obviously, the nostalgia era they were working toward getting their name etched in WWE history uh, and getting remembered. Which uh, a lot of have done that. Yeah, and I think that's Five. what. I think that's Two. what. And I think that's what the pro wrestlers of today um, are definitely trying to focus on is uh, trying to get their name remembered in the in the business and trying to etch their name in stone, not just with WWE, but with AEW, with Impact, with New Japan, with all pro wrestling in general. Because again, I we covered sports because I know a lot of people out there are into sports, like... I think combined with all the sports, the sports community is huge. Like, we're a big, big community with sports. Like, obviously, uh, I am also on Reddit. Uh, again, if you don't know what Reddit is, it's uh, kind of a social media platform where you kind of get to share your thoughts and ideas uh, and be part of different communities. Um, so there's, like, a WWE community. There's... Um, an MLB community, there's an NBA community, you know, all these different sports have different, like, communities where you can, like, share uh, photos and stuff, be a part of different discussions and stuff, and I'm always a part of the uh, the pro wrestling discussions uh, every Raw and SmackDown, every Monday, Friday, uh, I'm always a part of those discussions, and kind of, uh, it's kind of a bunch of people just talking about pro wrestling, which is what I enjoy, is I can sit here uh, on this podcast or just in general to somebody off off uh, the podcast and talk about pro wrestling, talk about basketball, talk about baseball uh, for hours, and it's just like, wow, like this is really something I'm into. Uh, as a kid, I was an athlete. As a kid, I did a lot of sports. As a kid, my parents tried very hard to get me into different sports. Um, obviously, I was in soccer, basketball, karate, football. Uh, I do do actually. I actually do swim. Um, I'm on the team. So for the summer, oh, nice. Yeah. So I dedicate most of my time to that. Um, it's about. I swim for Bluegrass Pool, which is like right down the block. So we do about an hour of uh, swim practice. We go there from nine to ten. Uh, they do nine to ten in the mornings, and the rest of the night is yours. Uh, they also accommodate the people who go to camp. And I know, obviously, with this COVID nineteen pandemic, I've heard a lot of uh, parents saying that they're not going to send their children to camp this year because of the current stages and stuff. And yeah. obviously, with the restrictions of the camp. The camps are, a lot of them are trying to remain open, um, but obviously they have to follow the CDC government guidelines um, placed within, obviously, the social distancing aspect, um, the uh, masks, wearing masks in public places and stuff, and it's, I know, again, I think we, I touched upon it with another guest on my last episode, this is not, obviously, the ideal thing. Nobody ever pictured COVID-19 happening and I've said this to so many people. I've said this to friends, family. I've said this to so many people that are like, oh, why are camps reopening? But like, nobody and people saying they predicted it. Like, I don't know how you can predict it because COVID-19 
nobody predicted in 2020 this was going to happen. Yeah, nobody predicted anything, honestly, that was going to happen in this year. Again, unless you're a fortune teller, you can't predict the future. Yeah. I can't even predict the future. I can't even say 2020, oh, COVID was going to happen. Like, nobody knew. Well, besides the creators of, like, The Simpsons, because they've definitely told the future for a while. <laughs> the Simpsons. <laughs> what about Family Guy? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about him. Not even SpongeBob with the chocolate episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, SpongeBob is a classic. But don't <laughs> watch new SpongeBob. New SpongeBob is terrible. Watch old SpongeBob. Go and Google. I think it's because the creator yeah. of SpongeBob died. He passed away, uh, like last year. So, again, it was. But Nickelodeon improvised by making something that sucks. Yeah, they hired a new creator, and obviously, uh, SpongeBob and Family Guy and uh, a lot of the other shows were not what they used to be. <laughs> yeah. They the least. Um, I think that's because a lot of shows, um, I think the childhood shows we've grown to know and love, a lot of the reason why they're so terrible now is because, I mean, they've run out of ideas, they've run out of skits that they could do. Uh, I mean, SpongeBob, for a perfect example, SpongeBob has done absolutely everything. They've done everything under the sun. Yeah. And they, they have no ideas left on the table. Creatively, they have no ideas for the writers. They have literally nothing to do. But that's because they did everything. And that's the same thing with Family Guy. Family Guy, same thing. Old Family Guy was fantastic. No, go go and look up uh, even SpongeBob from 1990 to 2000. SpongeBob was amazing. Go look up when it was first created from like early early like 2000 like 2000 maybe even 2003 2000 through 2000 like 18 was the best era of spongebob in my opinion oh yeah even i'm in the 90s too the first episode because the 90s was definitely really good too but again i think it's all gonna depend on uh with television shows what skits get people obviously um, but it's like when you've done everything to do on your TV show, what is there to do? And I think even um, WWE, for a perfect example, um, they've done a lot of different skits, a lot of different segments, a lot of different backstage things. And I think why their ratings are partly in the toilet is because the wrestlers... Oh. Uh, I think the wrestlers with the storylines are not built up enough. And yeah. The superstars no. are not like credible guys like to be the next WWE champion or number one contender or this or that or get this opportunity or that opportunity. So I think if they like they haven't had like anyone new for a while. Yeah. So I think if they actually got someone to like actually be on their thing. Mm-hmm they would have a lot more ideas because each character has, each like person is, has their own talents in the wrestling business. So that would produce more like, like if he's, if they're like, 
um, Ray Mysterio, they like to jump around and stuff. You can have like one of those high flying cage matches. Yeah. Um, if they're strong, like Roman Reigns or John Cena, you can have more like, um, like, yeah. and it more ideas to create for the show. Or Jeff Hardy and Shane McMahon with the Daredevil style. Like, it's all about... That, that would definitely boost up. It's all about the in... I think it's partly with the in-ring styles, obviously. Um, you have different wrestlers that can do different things. Like, you have some wrestlers that are the brawlers. You have wrestlers that are the power game to their advantage. You have high flyers. You have Daredevils. And I think that's what makes a wrestling show so beautiful, is that... Obviously, wrestling isn't beautiful. Well, it is, but... I mean, all these guys go into a ring and they try to convince and tell a story. Obviously, the storylines are written for them. And, obviously, WWE uh, has Vince McMahon and a lot of the shows have writers that produce the show and sponsors, obviously, or they wouldn't be able to make the show happen. Yeah. And a perfect example of that is John Cena's debut. He, when he started, he almost beat Kurt Angle, right? And if he never was almost beating Kurt Angle, and the people said that he didn't do a good job, his whole, none of this, none of his error, era, and none of his, like, ego in the WWE would have happened. None of that, um, um, like picking up people three times the size of him. No, um, being 17 time champion. If they would, if no one's, if people didn't think he did a good job against Kurt Angle. Well, that was the thing was, of the time was a lot of these guys, and we're gonna just after this end it off here, um, this is just the one last thing a lot of I want to say. There's a lot of these guys were picked up from obscurity and picked up and kind of, in a way, given a chance. For example, John Cena, as Thomas brought up, which is a perfect example. Vince McMahon gave John Cena a chance. All he wanted was an opportunity to make himself into something, and that's what he did. Randy Orton. Yeah, Randy is also a perfect example of that. But he, I mean, he's a different story because he's a third generation. Yeah. His grandfather and father were in the business at the time before him, so yeah, sometimes that helps out yeah. with it. So, like, when you have yeah. generations of wrestling, like not just in pro wrestling, like also in like real, real wrestling and other types yeah. of wrestling. And then you go into pro wrestling, you'll definitely have a bigger advantage because then your your father or whoever did it was doing it would want you to like carry on their legacy as that person. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna end it off with um, two things: our very first wrestling match that we've ever watched. Our favorite sports and our favorite sports teams, and the greatest wrestling match that we've ever seen, ever. Um, Thomas, you want to start it off? Um, sure. Okay, so I'll start off with 
my favorite uh, teams. So, like, um, probably for basketball, my favorite team is probably is obviously either Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks, even though the even though the Knicks suck this year. Um, football probably either obviously the Giants, but that's because I live in New York. But if I didn't live in New York, I'd probably say I'd go with Seattle Seahawks. Nice. And Good pick. If I, and for soccer, honestly, I don't watch that much soccer, but I think I'd go with uh, Real Madrid. Not because Ronaldo was on there, just because I like the other players on that team. Uh, yeah, Real Madrid is a very good team as well as uh, Juventus. Yeah. And, All right. Um, so what my favorite wrestling match ever, I think, was like three years ago, and I think I watched John Cena versus either the Big Show. It was someone big. It was either Big Show or Braun Strowman. And I remember just watching it and not knowing either of the guy's names and just watching the TV and be a, just asking my dad constantly who was who. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. then when uh, he said that Braun Strowman won the match, or I think it was Braun Strowman who won the match. Oh, I think I know which match you're talking yeah. about. Are you talking about the match? Um, uh, I think it was on Raw. Yeah, it was on Raw. It was. And it was um, Cena versus Strowman, uh, obviously, give or take, because they were trying to build Strowman up as uh as a legit heel and a legit heavyweight competitor. Yeah, and they were trying to build up that John Cena. That because... in the end. Yeah. And didn't he um, plant Strowman into this... Uh, Strowman plant Cena into the steel steps or something like that? Oh, yeah. They were trying... yeah it was. And then my dad said that Strowman won him like the fat dude. <laughs> yeah, so to give a little backstory on that, um, so John Cena and Roman Reigns we're trying to build a feud um, uh, heading into No Mercy in 2018, I believe. So they had a match on uh, the match he's talking about is they had a match on Raw, which was John Cena versus Braun Strowman to kind of have Roman Reigns prove to Cena that, oh, you can't hack it in a wrestling ring anymore. You're old. You're washed up. You can't prove yourself anymore against these bigger guys, against these rookies that literally nobody knows their name yet. So obviously, rather than have John Cena lose and not give him much-needed momentum heading into uh, No Mercy, which eventually Cena passed the torch to Reigns and Reigns beat him. Um, but anyway, Strowman hit the steel, hit him on the steel steps, which resulted in a DQ, DQ finish, uh, to kind of build Cena up and not have him lo- uh, have Cena win, but not have him lose like in within the rules. And then have Strowman kind of uh, as the monster that he's portrayed as and kind of build it both ways. So, again, that was a good match. It was a great job by WWE, kind of making Cena look good, but uh, Strowman look good at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Um, And my... Your first match ever watched. I just said that. Oh, you did? That was uh, Cena and Strowman? Um, I think my, like, favorite match... 
was probably okay. when um uh what's his name? Now, this is especially hard for us because there's a in WWE, there's been a lot of great moments and a lot of great matches, so this is extremely hard. Yeah, but go ahead. And the three that I have in mind all have to do with Undertaker completely beating up someone. Um, I think I think I'm gonna have to go with um Undertaker versus AJ Styles that happened like this year, I think. Maybe oh, last year, wow. that was sick, and I and it was like. The Boneyard match, right? Uh, yeah, it was the Boneyard match. And he came in as the rider, uh, as the bike rider Undertaker. Yeah, the American, I think it was the American well, Badass it, Undertaker. Yeah, completely destroyed um, AJ Styles. And I was like, dang, because he was just throwing him around from, the, from right to left, from, from up to down off roofs to down to into big holes of dirt that was one of my that was actually one of my favorite matches on the card um out of all the matches there on wrestlemania obviously mania was a fantastic show my top two matches from that show were orton versus edge in the last man standing Oh, yeah. And Taker and Styles in the Boneyard match. Like, those are my two favorites. Yeah, the, the Rooney Orton versus Edge one was definitely a really good one that as well. That was amazing. Both of those guys definitely put it all on the line. Yeah. Um, my sports teams um, were... Um, favorite sports teams are obviously for football. Uh, Jets and Giants um, are definitely... Um, my favorite for baseball, the New York Mets. Uh, my whole family is full of Mets fans. Oh, yeah, I forgot about um, baseball. Yeah, I'm a Mets fan, too. My dad, uh, people are like, oh, why are you a Mets fan? My kids at school. Um, my dad and his brothers kind of grew up on the Mets. They love the Mets. <laughs> and again, it's the same thing with wrestling. They kind of got me into it. So, yeah. And the same thing with football, too. I mean, I got my dad and my uncles to uh, contribute to that. So, thanks. Thanks, Uncle Tom and Uncle Joe and my father. Any of you guys are listening to yeah, this? Yeah, my my dad got me into basketball, which I'm glad he did because now I'm super good, and I really want to become either an M- uh, an NBA player when I grow up, which I'm so glad. Cause what if I actually do? And all that would have never happened if he didn't play. If he didn't play basketball, if he didn't teach me anything about basketball. So thanks to our parents for that. Yeah. Uh, my very first match. Uh, ooh, there's a lot of firsts. Uh, should I? You want me to give you two? Um, sure. Give me two. So there was a SmackDown match. I don't remember who was in it. I think it was Edge and Rey Mysterio. I think it was the first SmackDown I ever watched. Or it was Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. I think it was the first one I ever oh, saw. Yeah. Bryan that feud was and Sheamus. Definitely have a one of the biggest rivalries in the WWE. Yeah, but it was good. Uh, or it was, I don't remember now. This is kind of spinning off. First one, I actually, I used to watch wrestling on the DVD player. Before my parents allowed me to watch wrestling on television, because obviously it's got cursing. But again, it's not like them getting angry at each other for real. Obviously, some parts of wrestling is real. Um, some is fake, but... Others, it's it's getting good. 
Uh, and my parents didn't allow me to watch because it had file language and it didn't want me using it until I was old enough to and smart enough to know that not to use it. But anyway, my first match was actually watching it on a DVD player. It was um, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, uh, and uh-huh. the late great Hall of Famer, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. Yeah. But let me tell you something, baby. Dusty Rhodes. That match. That match. Um, it was a great match between Rick and Dusty, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Um, God rest his soul, Dusty. Uh, put a great, a lot of great matches. Obviously, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. the Nature Boy. Still alive to this uh, day, taking um, the- having one of her his daughter now as a pro wrestler too. Yeah, I mean Rick is one of the greatest wrestlers alive. Mm-hmm. Um, go back and watch some of his matches. He's fought some of the biggest and best superstars in the business. Yeah. Uh, obviously, his feuds with guys like Hogan, guys like Shawn Michaels, um, guys like Macho Man. So definitely go watch uh, some of his old matches. I highly recommend it for anybody that's trying to uh, start out in the wrestling business but wants to like watch some old matches. I definitely recommend uh, Undertaker, Edge, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Shawn Michaels, definitely go watch those guys' matches and kind of watch how they wrestle. And if you want to become a pro wrestler and want to watch old matches, definitely study those matches because those matches were great. Yeah. Um, the greats, the greatest of the greats, in my opinion, were those matches when they first came, when they first started. Yeah, my favorite match, favorite. Uh, oh, that's hard. That actually is really hard. Um, should we do favorite matches or favorite feud? Um, you can do either one. If you want to do favorite feud, favorite feud, you can do that. I'll let you do one if you want your favorite. Um, feud. Well, um, I think I don't really know that many. I only know, and I don't even really like those ones that much. I'll give you top two for favorite wrestling feuds. Favorite wrestling feuds. Um was the Viper Randy Orton versus the Rated R Superstar Edge for number one. And the reason for me that was my favorite is because both men invested a lot of emotion into them, into the feuds, and we both know uh, like Edge and Orton are the same. And I think with Rated R KO, when they formed that back in 2000, that's why they worked so well together. It's because are exactly the same person. They can get sick, they can get sadistic, they can get twisted in a matter of seconds. And it's like a flip of a switch. Edge is the same way, and he goes into his, like, ultimate opportunities. Uh, rated R Superstar character. Um, ooh, also, I got an, uh, I'll give you three, actually. Um, definitely um, Cena versus Edge. Uh, John Cena versus Edge classic. Again, like Orton and Edge, they both made each other better. Um, John Cena and Edge, same thing. All their matches were five-star classics, and each guy made each other better. Yeah. So definitely go watch one of those. And the last thing that I'm going to leave off with is Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Their Boneyard match was great. If Undertaker is retiring, if the rumor is true, and Taker's done with the ring... Definitely, definitely, definitely. Taker ended on a high note. He is retiring it. The story is true. Uh, again, I don't know, but if it is true, then 
he did a great job. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to end it off there. Uh, thank you, Thomas, for being my guest. Yeah, I'm um, glad to be your guest. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, you can come back if you want anytime. Yes, I'd be glad to. Okay. And also, oh, forgot about this. Uh, definitely go check Thomas out on Mixer. Uh, as I said earlier in the episode, uh, his is TazeWiz911, I believe. Right, Thomas? Yeah, I'm not that big of a creator, but I'm... He's not that big of a creator, but we want to get him more uh, people watching. We want to get him more people watching his stream. We definitely want to make him grow as well as have me grow, but definitely TazeWiz911 on Mixer. Go check him out. He does everything from Fortnite streams uh, to right. every game in the book. No spaces in the uppercase T when you're spelling it. Yeah, TazeWiz with an uppercase T. Uh, TazeWiz911, so definitely, definitely go check him out. Um, and yeah, thanks guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.